This is Extra Hot Great Minis. Today's topic, rank this. Director Muse Combos. So rank this is when we take uh, a collection of pop culture things and we rank them to our arbitrary and capricious purposes. So this week we're going to do director-muse combos, directors and actors or actresses who have worked together a lot and have uh, built kind of a little cottage industry. So Dave, I'm going to have you kick us off with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. All right. Number three, Escape from New York. Cool at the time, but ages poorly with really slow pacing. But the premise is super solid of the Manhattan as a prison, so much so that every once in a while they keep on talking about remaking it again and again and again. Uh Hasn't quite happened, but we'll get there. Number two, The Things. Still my favorite horror film and a testament to the lasting power of practical effects. Also, winter setting really works. More horror films should do that. Mm-hmm. Number one by a wide margin, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. Still <laughs> one of the best light comedy action films of all time that just like throws fucking everything against the wall and most of it sticks. It's got Chinese gods and lipstick smears and and just stupidity all around and yeah. I love it for it. All right. So Tara, I forgot what you got, but go. <laughs> Uh, mine is director Nicole Holofcener and actress Catherine Keener. So in the fourth place, Friends with Money, which I recently rewatched and which is great. It's really hard for me to rank them because I love them all. Yeah, they're all great. This is this is the slightest of the four. Uh, next up, please give a little bit more ambitious, interesting, trans- set, moves back to New York after two movies in L.A., um, Great performances by uh, a, a previously unused people in Nicole Hall. I've seen her movies like Rebecca Hall and Amanda Peet, who yeah, are amazing. They're great. Um, lovely and amazing. One of the best filmed depictions I have ever seen of uh, mother and daughter relationships. But the all-time number one best has to be Walking and Talking. Maybe my favorite movie about single girls' friendships probably ever. Nice. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so number four is Shutter Island, which is a total mess, and DiCaprio's not very good in it, and uh, probably should not have happened. Number three is The Departed, which won the Oscar, and everybody loves it, and I love it slightly less than everybody else, and I love DiCaprio slightly less than everybody else in it, but it's still pretty good. It's uh, sort of a Scorsese return to form. That was fine. Number two... Gangs of New York, which would have been a great movie if Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't in it. I don't mean so true. I don't and mean Cameron shit, Diaz. Yeah, I don't mean to shit on DiCaprio because I don't think he's terrible, but like he's overrated for Scorsese movies, and this one especially, he really sinks the ship. And Daniel Day Lewis was doing all the work there. Oh, so good. Number one, almost by default, although I think it's a great movie, is The Aviator, where DiCaprio is actually really, really strong, and he makes a long movie about a crazy. Uh, meandering person very interesting so uh aviator number one dave why don't you give us tim burton and johnny depp all right coming in at number three is a four-way tie between all these overwrought and forgettable (laughs) films sleepy hollow charlie and the chocolate factory sweeney todd and alice in wonderland Mm. number two edward scissorhands how dare you i know i knew i was gonna get shit for that uh it's the movie that distills burton's sort of off-kilter fairy tale uh shtick to its yeah. essence and and just super charming uh depth in this really just after you see it, you just want to hug him for a week really great film but for my money number one is ed wood uh plays into mm. burton's love of playing in the margins still yeah and the unlikely wood lagosi uh relationship really works for me yeah there's something super sad about the scene where uh ed wood is creating 
what he considers to be that art house film using like stock footage of buffaloes and stuff and yeah. the narration on top of it, like ghosty, the whole, you know, he's just cutting in his beware. It's just like <laughs> so meaningless and sad, but it's also like this touching yeah. tribute in this own world. I just really loved it. And um, just everywhere in this film, really great actors and the, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats in that one. Yeah. Sorry, Tara, but ever says her hands. You sleep on Tara, the will you please give us the Marshall Roberts? Yeah, Gary Marshall and Julia Roberts. This is a tough what one. What a Yeah. You know, coming in in third place is Runaway Bride, and it's going to be shocking when I tell you what <laughs> second, second place, place is because <laughs> most people haven't seen Runaway Bride. It's so terrible. The story absolutely makes no sense at all, and so many good actors are wasted. Chris Maloney, Joan Cusack. It's really a pity. Um, yes, Valentine's Day is better than Runaway Bride. I'll take your word for it. I've never seen Runaway Bride. Here's the advantage. Yeah. When you get sick of two people, and you do. That's true. It switches to two other people. <laughs> That's totally true. And then you can forget about the other people you hated a minute ago until you hate these ones. And then it moves on again. Valentine's Day is not a bad sit. Like, you can you can sit through it and not It's fine. Like, it's, like a, it's, but it's like a spinning wheel of fortune with different combinations coming up. And, and it's like he's just not that into you. It's It's, it's hard to... Uh, to get bogged down into any, any one combination of the characters because that's very true. It's very changeable. Yes, obviously. Number one, Pretty Woman. Yeah, not a good movie. Not a hard call. Yet a classic. Yes, it's it's a terrible movie it's that totally I true. I really really love. Yeah, where have you gone, Laura Sandra Como? On to you, Joe, with the Coen the Coens book. and Francis McDormand. Yes. Okay. Uh, five movies together. They're all pretty great. Uh, number five is Blood Simple, which is the oldest among them, and it's the uh, it feels the oldest among them. And so they're Francis, finding their way movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's you can definitely see the uh, the seeds of what was to come, and it's actually very raw and, and unexpected in a lot of ways, which I liked. Number four is Burn After Reading, which I think is underrated, mm. although I think it sort of got mixed reviews. Um, when I've it's never, funny, so, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, the, just, the, the first time I saw the scene where George Clooney is super proud about his dildo The dildo machine. chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's really funny. And, yeah. and McDormand and Brad Pitt are really funny together. Although she's less funny when she's away from him. Yeah. She sort of mm-hmm. has a very problematic role of a older woman who's obsessed with plastic surgery. But anyway, uh, number three is The Man Who Wasn't There, which I think is super underrated. And especially as a Frances McDormand performance, she's really, really interesting. And uh, for a Billy Bob Thornton lead performance that's really, really... Uh, slow and bogged down she she kind of livens him up number two is raising arizona because it's raising arizona it's fantastic and uh she as the one half of the uh the swinging couple that is friends with holly hunter and nick cage she's great she can't do tit <laughs> and number one uh, one of my very favorite movies of all time uh, and a justly rewarded academy award for Francis mcdormand is fargo she's the best she's the sheriff she doesn't understand why people do such terrible things. And she's got to eat a breakfast. She's got to eat a breakfast. And have you tried the fricassee and all of it? Like she's, it's so good. So quotable. She's such a super lady. She's such a super lady. Thank you. And I feel like Fargo's gone sort of through, you know, the popularity curve where for a while, you know, when you saw it, when you saw it the first time, this is the greatest movie ever. It's certainly the best Cohen movie ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, well, you know, really movie X, like whatever Lebowski or something really has this and this and this over yeah. it. I've never, wavered from Fargo being the best movie they've ever done. And I really think it stands the test of time. It's better than anything else. And definitely her best performance with them. Oh my God. True classic. Yeah. yeah. Prowler needs a jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. So good. All right. If you're wondering why this one was super long, it's because we only have three minis for you this week. So we decided to double up right. on our director muse episode. So hope you like it. See you tomorrow. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Damn it with these buttons. <laughs>